In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the June 23rd edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a free-form mash of current events compiled from the world's remaining newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped with moral clarity from Harper's Magazine at harpers.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now the news. <sighs> Protesters supporting Mir Hussein Mousavi clash with security forces throughout Iran as Mousavi called for further civil disobedience and the nullification of Mahmoud Ahmadinejad's re-election as president. I am ready for martyrdom, said Mousavi. He did. Yeah. Wow. He then, said that. I'm ready. F- How do you get ready for martyrdom? Seriously. Uh, you, it's, you set out your underwear and... That's fighting know, words in, I know. in that part of the world. I guess uh, so. Then, uh, really, truly, that is... Uh, he's ready for martyrdom. Ouch. I'm ready for martyrdom, Mike. Are you? But I just don't want to be there when it happens. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, hundreds of people were arrested, and at least a dozen were killed. We we joke, but we're this not, is serious yeah, business funny, here. Yeah. Iran blamed the deaths on armed terrorists and announced a special court to try the protesters. President Barack Obama called on Iran's leadership to stop its violent and unjust response to the protests. He's being just too soft on those people. Yeah, right? that, that, darn, that darn communist, uh, <laughs> um, communist. Muslim... Secret Muslim guy who's been yeah. too soft on these guys. Oh, don't be so descriptive, yeah, Mike. Yeah. Iranian Supreme Leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. Yeah. This is the Supreme Leader. We're not talking about just your normal leader. This is, <laughs> this is one like, this is de- Leader Deluxe. Let's, let's be honest here. Yeah. I, I mean, truly about America. Let's be upfront. Amer- Iran has a guy, you have your president, yeah. you got your, your legislature. Yeah. And then you got this guy above it, yeah, which the, is the, the queen, the, the queen, they, the, the queen of the Ayatollahs, the queen bee, the queen bee of the Ayatollahs. Uh-huh. And this is precisely the kind of government that some of these radical right winger uh, evangelicals in this country want. This is exactly the, the the theocracy, the moral sort of the moral. So it's Billy leader. Dobson on top. The, the, yeah. J- uh, James Dobson, James. yeah, Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy, Jimmy Dobson Jimmy on top, boy. Jimmy James, Dobson. and then they want the rest of us to kind of play around with all the other stuff. But this, you know, I think this is something. This is a, a teaching moment. This is the kind of government that a lot no, of the, a lot of the people. I'm tired in, of your teaching. I'm tired. I'm tired of teaching. <laughs> so there you go. No, but this is. An, I lost that. But it's an Why am I being taught? An interesting. Or what am I being it's just taught? an interesting progression. Yeah. First, the the supreme leader. Yeah. Got to me, or. Yeah. Khamenei, I'm sorry, said, uh, oh, well, uh, you know, the vote was fine. And then the council came out and said, well, there were some voting yeah, irregularities, yeah. but the most that could have been is three million. And Aminijad won by 11 million. Yeah. It's, it's such an overkill. I heard a very interesting discussion uh, the, over the weekend. And basically, this is a coup on the part of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Yep. Is that what you're hearing, or have you heard? Okay. Well, I hear all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a coup because they're already got their foot in the door. It's it's more of a solidifying uh, yeah. their, their their power base. Yeah, and, and a Khomeini about. who blamed the unrest on foreign governments and media. Yeah, called on Iran's Guardian Council to examine some claims of voter fraud, like you said, but warned that opposition leaders who failed to stop protest would be responsible for the bloodshed and chaos. 
An initial election probe revealed that 50 locales had more votes than voters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you went through that. But Iran's legislative body, the Guardian Council, said there were no major polling irregularities. They mm. said that just recently yeah. in the election, and they ruled out an annulment. Yeah. So, so they've got it. Kind of, it kind of sounds like uh, uh, UCI's administration to me. Now, the way how- they're. Just the, the way they shuffle around politically. Everybody's pointing to each other. No, talk to it's them over, over there the, you if you want that there. information. You go over there. Oh, no, no, you want to go there. Meanwhile, the one you just talked to has made a ruling. He, and, and you go back to them and say what goes, oh, no, no, I got it from over there. Mm-hmm. Go, go to that department. The go opinions expressed here on weekly signals are not necessarily that of the Board of Regents or the UC administration. Oh, come on, own up. You <laughs> academics, you're supposed to be intellectual. Uh, Use it anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really inter- this is a uh, this this is not going to go away. The 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 uh, the the unrest, the uh, the unease, the uh, with what is going on in Iran with the Iranian leadership is not going to dissipate anytime soon. Uh, we don't know what it's going to look like when it comes out at the at the end of all this, but uh, it'll be hopefully a better place for the Iranian people. The Iranian people are generally very forward-thinking, progressive, and most of them are more, one of the more progressive uh, societies in, in the Middle East, and I, I think this is a hopeful sign. With a supreme leader. <laughs> With, well, I, I think this is a holdover. This is, a, this, is a, this is something from the, you know, 12th century or something that they're... Uh-huh. That's progress. Oh. The United States was spying on a 2,000-ton freighter believed to be carrying missile components from North Korea to Burma. North Korea responded by threatening unlimited retaliatory strikes against South Korea, and Japanese intelligence officials suggested that North Korea may attempt to fire a missile toward Hawaii on July 4th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I guess, and the U.S. has... has no, that was just a firework. They've, I guess the U.S. is now positioned, the uh, U.S. is moving a missile defense system. Yes, yes, sir. Or it's, what yes. is it, strengthening or move, moving a ground-to-air missile defense system into Hawaii? Huh? We, we're in a good position, said Robert Gates. Is that what he said? Yeah, okay. we're in a good position. I don't know what that means. It, you know, I've, <laughs> I told you last week. <laughs> I've heard that before. I told and, you last week this guy came up to me who's very smart, knows a lot of this out. stuff, comes up, he studies uh, uh, international, st- all the time, uh, international affairs, and he said, the North Koreans are determined to do something. That that they're 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 determined to be provocative and maybe even fire weapons. Who told you this? This guy that I've been talking to for this guy? a few years. Yeah, very well, very well. Oh, I'm just. I, would, I don't want to say his name. I, I know. His, I can tell you Next his name on the news. This guy. This guy this told guy. me. A friend of mine has been talking to me for quite some well, time yeah, about I, North I, Korea, and and this, but it has been is, sort of predicting this behavior on their part for months and they saying, got Elvis leading the country what well and they were in the, in the midst of a sort of a transition from he's dying of yeah. diabetes or whatever it is and and he the transition from from them to the either one of his sons or to some other person it's 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 a whole bunch of stuff going on but this uh, is sort of the last gasp of Kim Il-jong he's 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 on his last last legs and he wants to I guess rattle some sabers before he heads out uh, um, to the uh, the great beyond that. Israel was planning to allocate $250 million over the next two years for settlements in the occupation, occupied West Bank. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to build that area up. Yes. I wonder if they're going to put some tract homes in there, maybe a little development like, uh, I don't know, yeah, South this, County, some, something there, Mission Viejo. Thank you. I'm glad you got to this because Laguna this— Laguna Niguel. Yeah. 
Well, th- th- there's a couple things here going on, and you, you're, maybe you're going to get to them. We're talking about $250 million for allocation yeah. for more from these settlements, which are in complete and total uh, violation of international law. And anti our policy as it stands right now with Obama. He's trying to well, come to some agreement over there, and they're being provoc- provocative. This comes at a very interesting time because this is the first president that I can recall that has sort of already established, kind of drawn a line in the sand regarding the Israelis. Stop the settlements. Stop uh, enriching the, the settlements that are currently there because they have to be they have to be reined in, and they have to be. Some of them have got to be done in if we're going to, or taken out if we're going to reach any agreement yeah. with the uh, Palestinians. But they want to spend a quarter of a billion dollars more putting right. them in, and undoubtedly, much of that money is coming from us. At least it's a, it's either that or it's freeing up money for them to spend on this because yeah. they get more money in foreign aid than any country in the world does from the United States. Uh, there was a comment. I don't know if you're going to get to this part about Jimmy Carter. Speaking of Palestine and and Gaza. Jimmy Carter, who's also another president who's finally gotten, I guess, the gumption, but over the last couple of years has been speaking out on, on Palestine and on Gaza. And he said that the uh, international community has largely ignores this cries, cries for help where, while the citizens of Gaza are treated like animals. Yeah. And this is a pretty strong statement from a former U.S. president, and uh-huh. he's been very aggressive about this. There's no explanation or responsibility for this terrible human rights crime that lies in Jerusalem, in Cairo, and in Washington, and in the capitals of Europe. So he's calling them out. Yeah. So good for him, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see somebody is. Yeah. Me too. Me too. President Obama's special envoy to Sudan said that the Sudanese government is no longer engaging in a coordinated campaign of mass murder in Darfur, marking a shift in U.S. characterization of the violence uh, there as an ongoing genocide. So we're we're actually uh, going to a realization much like uh, our, Ma- our Mahmoud uh, Mandani, yeah. Mahmoud Mamdami, yeah. Who has a book on, on on Darfur, and right now it completely escapes me yeah. the title of it. But Mahmoud Mandami's book on Darfur pretty much states that that the, yeah, there are bad things going on there, but there are much worse things going on in the rest of the world, and it's almost turned into a publicity stunt with Darfur for yeah. for uh, certain organizations to raise money for that area to get attention for that area when when in fact. Yeah, it's it's calmed down there quite a bit over the last uh, several. And that's days. not to say that's not a terrible situation, but the the ration, the reasons that these things are happening are quite different than what what yeah. uh, a lot it is, of us. It's have not been. an ongoing genocide. Right. In Iraq, at least seventy three people died when a suicide bomber struck a Shiite mosque near Kirkuk. It was the deadliest attack in Iraq in more than a year. Another fifteen people died in a series of bomb attacks in Baghdad. So things aren't calming down over there. No. We just get distracted. No. We're looking at Iran now. It was reported that a confidential record of a meeting between President Bush and Tony Blair before the invasion of Iraq outlined their intention to go to war without a second United Nations resolution, well, that's which down- is what they were been saying for so long. The Downing Street memos. Yeah, that, that's but, ex- but this is... Another... Now they have a, a record of a meeting where they're literally... Yeah, after, immediately before the second. Uh, For those who don't know, and you can go UN. online if you if you Google Downing e. Street memos, yeah, you get a, a a bunch of documents that basically say that these guys had decided to do this. Yeah, come hell or high water, didn't matter what the UN was going to do, and with it, they were they were really just they were coming up with all kinds yeah. of uh, plans for the yeah. war. 
well before um, yep, another memo. Meanwhile, an internal memo. U.S. military investigation into a U.S. airstrike on May 4th confirmed that U.S. forces killed at least 26 Afghan civilians and possibly as many as 86. So we're admitting to what we said was the Taliban's fault at the time. Congress gave final approval to a $106 billion emergency bill to pay for the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah. It also shores up efforts to fight swine flu. Do we still call it swine flu? I believe it's, we it's do. A, it says right here in the copy. It says swine flu. Does it say swine flu right yeah. there? Yeah. Then I thought we it, didn't call it swine flu That's anymore. what it is then. We call it H1N1 or something. And fund U.S. Particip- participation in the uh, International Monetary Fund. That's what the money was used for. $80 billion for the wars, $7 million for the flu, 8 for the IMF. $420 million for the Mexican government's fight the, to help the Mexican government fight the drug war. Is that part of this emergency bill? Yeah. 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 The Senate. This is the Senate's version. Yeah. 420 $420 million. That's only $420 million. Why, That's a pittance. Why not? Why don't we... I'll tell you what. Why don't we give them humanitarian aid uh-huh. to Mexico, legalize the drugs that yeah. are currently being the the rationale for this horror that's going on in Mexico, uh-huh. and not put all of these people in jail, yeah. which is costing us billions of dollars. I say give the $420 million to the local uh, yeah. marijuana industry so yeah. they can grow it here, <laughs> and we don't need to worry about the uh, border anymore. Uh, this is just Among the sweeping charges in government regulation that President Barack Obama proposed is the creation of an independent, powerful Consumer Financial Product Safety Commission to regulate financial products, products such as mortgages and credit cards. So this is part of the uh, banking regulation uh, that our government has now, the major reform that they have just announced. And this overhaul would require big banks to put more money aside against future losses to curb excessive risk-taking, and they don't like it. Right. They don't don't like to be told not to waste their money and and speculate so much. Yeah, well. Now, there was a time when, when banks didn't speculate as much. Well, that, that goes back way back to right after the Depression. There were all kinds of regulations yeah. put in place. We had a very robust banking and financial system for the next 50 or 60 years. Yeah, they were supposed to take care of our money. And then, and then Reagan came in and started to deregulate the industry, the savings loan industry. Of course, we saw what happened in the late 80s with that, the uh, savings loan disaster that cost the country a half a trillion dollars. And then after that, it was a bubble, speculative bubble after bubble with the tech bubble and then the housing bubble and this financial uh, irresponsibility. So why do we need regulation? I don't understand. We probably lost a few trillion dollars in the last 20 years. Why would we need any regulation? I don't need it. The stuff's going offshore. Nobody's paying taxes on it. It's a a wild west when it comes to the financial system today. Mm -hmm. What? I'm sorry, you you wanted coffee? Yeah. I said... I don't want to repeat it. I'm sorry. You're being being pithy. I wasn't even being pithy. You weren't even being pithy? Okay, Uh, then never mind. No. Can I get... I want to get into the... the, uh... Get into it. Okay, okay. I'm going to make sure... I don't know if you're going to say this. Okay, okay. I don't know if you're going to do this. I'm just going to say this. I just want to say this. I'm going to say this. May I say this? Can I do this? Well, you have... Do it. Okay. The Supreme Court. You're going to get in the Supreme Court? Okay. DNA. Post-conviction. DNA. Why is the Supreme Court rule? Okay, can we re- can we finish off with the economics first? Okay, let's do the. You economics. mind if we do that? Yeah, you're, I'm sorry. You're, you're getting a little bit ahead. Okay. If if you want to play, you know, uh, battling headlines, 
then let me know. Okay, I will. Tell me what you want to talk about. Staff at Goldman Sachs, as far as the economy go, uh-huh. we're looking forward to the biggest bonus payoffs in the firm's 140-year history, sparking concerns that the big investment banks which survive the credit crunch will derail financial regulation reforms. All right. Got it. Now, in response to that, <laughs> the leaders of Russia and China agreed to expand use of, a, of the ruble and yuan in bilateral trade to lessen dependence on the U.S. dollar a day after they took part in the first summit of the so-called BRIC countries. We talked about that last week. Brazil, Russia, India, and China want to drop the U.S. currency it's, as the, uh, the all-powerful it's huge. monetary. It's a huge thing. Yeah. So have they made some progress on doing that? Is that what you're saying? Well, they agreed to expand the use of the ruble and the U- I, yuan, yuan, yeah. yuan, yuan. That would be Russia and China, China's yeah. currency. And that's huge. Yeah. Meanwhile, in response to that, just today, Moody's Investor Service said that the U.S. government's AAA credit rating was safe. We're we're doing fine. You know Don't what? worry about things. But it said that yeah. Washington, if, it, that we could be at risk if Washington were unable to bring its public debt back to a downward tra- trajectory. So what they're essentially saying is, you know, the bailout that yeah. you just bailed us out of, all the money that you gave us. Well, you shouldn't have really done that, even though we're now able to give bonuses to people. I, it, it, Really what they're afraid of doing, and the reason they're saying this, is they don't want it. Now that they've made their power grab, they don't want the money going anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. That's wow, wow. And, and I'll tell you, the, the, these, these uh, firms that rate uh, investments are very powerful, and they, they have the power to uh, derail or cripple uh, companies. And, and if, if the U.S. were to lose its credit rating um, in, on an international scale, it would be disastrous for the United States. Be much more difficult for us to borrow money, much more expensive, and it would be very, very difficult for us to get out from under any financial um, the crisis we're in now. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, yeah, we want to go to the Supreme Court. Sure, let's yeah. go to the Supreme Court. What now? Well, just this. It can okay. I was going to mention the uh, landmark 1965 Voting Rights Act. They they kind of scooted around that. That's the least of the decisions, but they uh, could have made a ruling regarding that. Instead, they just deferred to where it already stands and, and skipped around. So they uh, kicked the can. Yeah, kicked the can. Prisoners attempting to challenge their convictions were dealt a major setback by the Supreme Court. The court ruled that criminals do not have a constitutional right to DNA testing after their conviction. How is that How is that in any... Well, what they did say, just to be completely clear, they said it's up to the states to decide this. Yeah. But how is that not a universal... Yeah. Uh, you, you, you have uh, any evidence that they just happen to uh, drum up after the conviction that proves DNA-wise, yeah. scientifically, yeah. that this guy was innocent, yeah. and, and that's not admissible, at least according to the Supreme Court. You have to go to the state court. That's, that's amazing. So you, you've been arrested and convicted of murder. Yeah, I have. You, you find out that you get, some, you get your private investigator to go out and get the DNA tested, or you get to somebody at the state to do so, and it says, no way, you weren't there, there's no way you did it. You're still going to spend the rest of your life in jail, according to this, according to this decision. That is such a fundamental right. I yeah. can't believe it. Supreme Court also issued a ruling that will make it much harder for older workers to win root workplace age discrimination claims. Yeah. Well, and by the way, uh, the, the Innocence Project has uh, exonerated 240 people nationwide. Oh, regarding seven, the uh, yeah, at least 17 of them had been sentenced to die. 
of yeah, with we're, this we're using, not talking about what no, I just no with the, the DNA testing. Yeah. So seventeen people, I assume, on death row, most yeah. of them, not all of them, uh, would have been killed by the state. Uh, were exonerated by virtue of what the Innocence Project had done through DNA testing. So I just want to be yeah. Okay. No, it's it's, uh, it's shameful. Uh, the Supreme Court can't. Uh, I guess based on a, a law and order mentality, which isn't really about any law or any order. No, it's it isn't. Just, just about uh, you know, one, once they've made their decision, it's final. If you're it, guilty, you're guilty. It seems like this is protecting the system as opposed to some kind of uh, a the sense people, of, of justice. So it's, it's not protecting the people. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, and then, then of course, the age discrimination claims uh, the court also uh, ruled that workers bear the full burden of proving that age was a deciding factor in their dismissal. So you can't go to the employer and say, after you've stated your case and, and look for more information, you simply ask them for more information. You have to provide the information yourself. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's their ruling oh on age God. discrimination. Ah, now, uh, Alan Stanford, yeah. you know, R. Alan Stanford, yeah. he surrendered to FBI agents. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, good. It's a little bit of economic news, I suppose, yeah. but it's more like, more like crime news, yeah. I suppose. Now, he's a guy that's responsible, was it $8 billion? $8 billion Ponzi- fraud. Ponzi- yeah. And uh, I guess, I don't know, who knows what they're going to do with him? Give him a vacation, I suppose. <laughs> Give him the week off. Yeah. He's, he's had a rough week. The uh, Senate apologized for slavery. Oh yeah, yeah, that's important. Yeah, I don't. I don't like those things at all. I, I really. It's uh, a waste of time. I mean, I why don't each one of them just stand up in their spare time and and apologize for it? That'd be a lot more effective. You don't need to vote to apologize. That's kind of. Yeah, you know, t- to me, it's insulting. Well, and it kind of really hides behind. Wrong, yeah. shouldn't you just kind of up and say it and not vote? No, no, should we really say we're sorry here? I'm against saying we're sorry. <laughs> uh, hell, I know, I know. And I'm, I am against saying having them vote to say they're sorry, unless it just happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, to tell you the truth, I personally, personally, yeah. am not sorry for save for slavery. And you say that because. I'm, I didn't. I didn't do it. I said personally. Right. Personally. Right. Okay. Same reason I don't believe in a personal God. Yeah. You know, no God is going to single me out. <laughs> I'm quite independent and able to take care of myself. I didn't do anything uh, as far as slavery goes. Now, now, in, in fact, I deserve some credit because my ancestors were in the Ku Klux Klan. So. How how did I actually broke the chain? Oh, I see. Okay. What you have to be told that? Oh, I see. No, I didn't know no, where you were going with that. What kind of logic goes on here? Well, no, I'm trying to figure out where you were going. Okay. How was, how was I going? Yeah. Did, am, am I a racist person? Have I ever enslaved anybody? Why am I apologizing for it? Yeah. I, I apologize, I guess, for my country, but they did that many hundreds of I don't years know, ago, and I, I know that there's. You know, there's racism in the country, but nevertheless, that it, we seem to be moving in a positive direction, I agree. yes? I agree. Yeah. The, where, where I, the distinction I would draw from what you just said is that recognition is important. Well, I, this country, I mean, we have done, how many shows have we done on sundowner towns and this sort of invisible kind of... Is it always up to the government to recognize? No, but it, it is important to recognize that there was a system, a systematic... Uh, all, 
laws and, uh, and, and... And at what point haven't we done that? Hasn't anybody done that? Hasn't people within the government done that? I bet if you polled the American people, you'd find a very different response in terms of what, what people understand to be our history. Yeah. We do a very poor job of even articulating our, our, our own history. But, but is it the responsibility of my state representative... To apologize for something. That's just, that's just politics. I, yeah, I, I understand know. Exactly. What that's all I want. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's politics. Yeah, it's nothing but grandstanding it is, and showboating. It is. It and, is. Oh, and now what? It's, now is it okay? It's, now, no, well, no, wait a second. No. You, you can't come down on us for something like slavery. We apologize it, for it, that. It's, it's, it's what I call foghorn leghorn politics. Yeah. I say there. I say there, boy. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, you know, it's that it's that mentality. That's, all right, all right. There you go. All right. I say, and I say, finally, come over here, boy. Yeah, sorry. A new scientific study found that males with a particular form of gene called MAOA, I believe that's MAWA, mm-hmm. if you want to do the alliteration there. The alliteration, no. What is that? Uh, I forget what that is. Okay. When you pronounce it, what is that called? When you pronounce a. Uh, uh, An acronym? Yeah, there you go. Very good. I need more coffee. (laughs) Anyway, there's a gene called MAWA. Uh Those those people with it, those men with it, are twice as likely to join a gang compared to those with other forms of that gene. What's more, gang members with these mutations in their genes are far more likely to use a weapon than other members. Yeah. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.